Hi, FPL managers. We are back. It's a busy period with game week 12 not finished yet and the game week 13 deadline coming up again on Saturday. So Sertab and I thought we should still record this new episode to cover some of the most pressing questions. Welcome, therefore, to episode number 22 of our FPL Optimized podcast. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sertab, the data scientist. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. I was surprised to read that over 1 million managers activated their free hit for game week 12. Wow, that's, uh, that's many of you. We talked in previous episodes about the need to start planning early for the blanks in game week 12, but it seems many managers didn't listen to us or were just faced with too many injuries and decided to hit that free hit button. But, at, but as several people said on Twitter, looking at the low scores this game week, the real winners probably are those of us who resisted the urge and still have the free hit chip in the pocket. Would you agree to that, Sertab? Yeah, for people who kept their free hit, this is probably a good outcome because it, we don't know how the blanks and the double game weeks fall ahead in front of us. Free hit chip usually is worth around 20 points uh, in average. Well, unless you got really lucky and unless you had already like too many injured players, it yeah. is rare for people to have around like 20 more points than what they were going to get. So, yeah. yeah, people who kept their chip is at an advantage now. And that's, of course, always easy to say uh, in hindsight, but yeah. it does look like it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today um, we will also look at some of the questions we received on Twitter as usual. So thanks again for sending those in. But before we do that, let's look at the optimal team. Um, as already, it might answer some of the questions. Uh, we still have four game weeks ahead of us before the start of the World Cup break. So I think that's a good period and relatively easy, let's say, for us managers to look at that short horizon and make our plans for it. But at the same time, saying this, you know, it's never easy in FPL, as we know, and it will also be a really busy period with still a lot of games to be played not just in the Premier League, but also in the different European leagues and, of course, also some cup matches. But, you know, looking at Premier League, it's four game weeks from 13 till 16. So that's the period we're looking at. And Sertab, how does the optimal team then look like for that period? Using FBI Review's um, massive data model, that's the premium model, uh, the optimal team, optimal, I should say, raw data optimal, no transfer team right. is uh, yeah. Pickford in the goal, uh, okay. Gabriel, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo and Zuma in defense, and also mm -hmm. Dunk uh, in the bench. Uh, right. For midfield, it is Saka, Martinelli, Zaha, Salah and Andreas. And All for right. forwards, we have Darwin, Haaland, and Archer, and the bench okay. goalkeeper is Ward. Um, right. I feel like this will be very close to the template where the wild carders are going. So if yeah. you allow transfers, uh, the only difference is model sells Salah for game week 15 and buys him back for game week 16. And for game week 15, it picks uh, De Bruyne. And okay. So and also for game week 16, the another transfer is so. 
in this model, then you start with uh, me, the Brentford defender, and then at the game week 16, it buys Dunk. And also I checked the no transfer optimal team using uh, Mikael Tokwam's data. And uh, in that one, uh, it drops Darwin and picks Ellison in the goal instead. Because, I mean, it depends right. how you look at the Liverpool defense nowadays, but... Uh, they have good yeah. defensive fixtures coming up. Nottingham Forest, uh, Leeds, and then Southampton in 16. So this mm. team is Ellison, Gabriel, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo. So these three defenders are the same. Martinelli, yeah. Zaha, Salah, and Foden. And in the forward, we have Solanke, Mitrovic, and Haaland. And in mm. the bench, we have Ward, Andreas, me, and Williams. Okay. All right. Looks yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And also interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll come back to a few points later on. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about, because I see it's also a hot topic for many other people, is in the midfield. Um, you know, people are considering either a Foden or Saka and who to prioritize if not going for both. Because I think, you know, many managers transferred out their City and Arsenal assets for the blank game week and now need to decide who to bring back first. And maybe if we broaden the question a bit by looking at the best midfield assets to own in general. So then we can also consider players like Bowen, Mount, Zaha. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned the optimal team already, but is there something else you want to add regarding the midfield options? And actually, we also received a question on that from uh, from Maboop. So thanks, Maboop, for sending that question. Yeah, there are more details in Twitter, and I uh, answered more in depth. But Foden and Saka are both great options, and I was checking the ownership rates. And currently, two thirty-eight thousand managers transferred Foden in, and only one okay. fifty-seven thousand transferred Saka in. So if you okay. can't afford both of them, which will be the case for many people, I believe. Yeah. So there is a big split here. And most in most models, Foden is ahead of Saka, except uh, Fantasy Football Fix and FBI Reviews Premium model. In all others, okay. Foden is ahead in terms of the total points until the World Cup. So this split will be interesting to follow. Uh, and I need to do a midfielder transfer too. So I'm between these two options as well. So, right. and I, I don't know which way I will go. I'm uh, kind of closer to Foden, but Saka has a good fixture yeah. this game week. But yeah, anyway, so Bowen has a good fixture this game week too. If you have Bowen and mm. if you were talk, thinking about whether to buy Saka or Foden or maybe someone else, maybe you can wait mar- one more week and then see if you can use your free transfers or for yeah. another place. And right. I realize that some people who have Zaha is also considering to sell him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and the uh, Mahbub has both Bowen and Zaha, as far as I understand. I mean, I would keep Bowen at least for this game week. If you are going to sell one of them, Zaha is uh, the one to go. But Zaha has good fixtures coming up, especially 15 and 16. So, right. yeah, this. Little bit team dependent on who to sell, who to sell for. Not a straight answer, I'm afraid. Right. Yeah, lots of good options in midfield. So that could be the other advice, of course. Just go for five strong midfielders and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sacrifice an attacker. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, as we were talking about um, Saka, um, let's just zoom in a little bit on Arsenal, the different options. Because if we think about it, like, you know, which three Arsenal players should we own? Uh, and you mentioned already that in the optimal team, it's each time Gabriel who's included as a defenders, uh, as a defender. And uh, assuming that most of us have Martinelli for the price point. So then it's between Saka and Jesus. Um, so out of those two, what what is the best the best one to go for? Yeah, it is interesting. Again, in this topic, models are split. Uh, so in fantasy football fix, Scott and market odds, uh, that's the model from FBI review. Uh, Jesus is ahead of Saka. But mm-hmm. in fantasy football hub, FBI review, Mikhail Tokvams and the FBL Kiwis data, Saka is ahead of Jesus. So, okay. so a little bit confusing to most people. I assume, but when I took the average of all these models, it put yeah. Saka ahead of Martinelli uh, around 4.5%, uh, if I remember correctly. So it's a coin toss, in my opinion. Saka mm. seems to be a step ahead, but I don't see any problem with going with Jesus at this point. Okay. I mean, there is no meaningful yeah. difference, in my opinion. All right. Good to know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And that was actually a question also we received from uh, FPL Zaha. So I think that's answered now. All right. Then, uh, as I usually do, I'll add a personal question. <laughs> this time it's related to the attacking line. And I think it's fair to conclude that I made a big mistake by bringing in Aubameyang a couple of weeks ago. And one of my next actions <laughs> will be to replace him. I think I will still keep him for the next game week, as he will probably start after he was benched yesterday, uh, even though, yeah, it's against United, so I'm not sure if I can expect a lot from him, but, you know, you never know. It's a home game. But then for game week 14, he will definitely go. And the options I'm thinking of now are Skamaka, Tony, Jesus, and Darwin. So based on the data, what would you recommend me to do, Sir Tom? I mean, out of these options, Darwin is the one you need to go for because he has higher okay. projection for this game week and yeah. he has higher projection total until the World Cup. So, okay. yeah, I mean, obviously he's more expensive than the other options. Yeah. And if you can't afford Darwin or prefer not to spend that much money, uh, Jesus is the best uh, in this bunch. Uh, he's... Projection for this game week is 5.1 in Reviews model and Darwin is 5.2 by the way. And there's only three points difference uh, between Darwin and Jesus until the World Cup. So, I mean, yeah, I I will pick Darwin in this this group. Yeah, seems to be a clear uh, solution there. All right, Mm -hmm. thanks. And then, uh, yeah, another question I had after the, watching the game yesterday between United and Spurs, uh, where you know United impressed uh, us. So, should we consider now again some of the United options? And yeah, there are a few there, like Rashford, also Bruno after his goal yesterday, and in general, an impressive performance. And in the defense, we have uh, Dalot. So, do you see any of the United assets appearing in any optimal solutions at the moment? So, first of all, I'm not sure how fast these models are updating uh, their values. Right. It's possible that yeah. I, I tried to 
update the values this morning. I mean, I I I get I collected the values this morning, but I'm not sure if they have all updated. It usually takes a little bit. And also, models are usually well, I don't want to say slow, but slower than how mm -hmm. we react. So if you, yeah. you, you might see a United game that's really good. And then you might suddenly think that, Oh, I need to get a United asset. But in models, yeah. it's usually just one more data point. So the change yeah. in players baselines are slower than, you know, what yeah. we usually do. But I check yeah. like which United assets are, um, better. So I don't see them in optimal solutions. But based on the total points until the World Cup, uh, Bruno Fernandez uh, and then Anthony and then Rashford are the highest-rated United players. If you are uh, thinking about it, and in right. some models, in most models, Bruno Fernandez is ahead of others, and in two yeah. models, Market Odds and Mikel Tokwam has Anthony ahead of uh, other United options. So right. Okay, that's good to consider. Because potentially one option could be for the people now going with Salah for a couple of weeks to then uh, downgrade in a way, let's say, to to Bruno and, and save a bit of budget. Let's see how Salah will be doing during the next game weeks. And, uh, you know, based on that, we'll, we'll make our decisions as usual. Mm -hmm. All right, let's shift to some of the Twitter questions if we didn't provide answers already. Um, there was one on captaincy. We didn't talk about that one yet. Yeah. So looking at game week 13 and 14, uh, it's, it's, let's say, the weekly question we're getting this time from FPL Composer is, uh, should we uh, consider Xala as a viable alternative caption, uh, captain or is it still perma-captain Haaland now he's back after the blank game week? For game week 13... Salah is ahead in most models except Fantasy Football Fix and the FPL Kiwi where Holland is ahead. Uh, in average, I think Salah is around uh, 2% ahead of Holland, so it's pretty 50-50. But the problem yeah. is Holland is already owned by a lot of people. Uh, let me check the latest figures on this. Yeah, in FPL average it is he's on around 72 percent okay. and in prime sample the historically successful managers he's yeah. owned around 97 percent so hmm. almost everyone has him and yeah. based on the captaincy poll he's around 70 to 80 percent right. so he, which will bring his effective ownership to 180 ish mm. so well, if you are going with Salah, then you are taking a risk, but you can get rewarded handsomely too if Holland blanks yeah. and Salah doesn't. But yeah. if the if it happens the other way around, then right. you will lose lots of ranks again. I mean, yeah. I kept on Salah against Holland a few times this season, and yeah. I got punished. Uh, so, well. I think I'm closer to captaining Holland because I don't want to take any risk on this because it's yeah. very close. But if you feel like it's time to take some risks and Salah is ahead both this game week and the next game week. So yeah. Yeah. Who will you be captaining Bus? 
But same consideration as what you're having. You know, it's just a little bit dangerous to bet against Haaland. Uh, you know, we all have in mind the, the three hat-tricks that he already scored. Uh, you know, if he does that again and, and you don't captain him, then you know, you're just too much behind the field. Uh, and I don't want to risk it now. You know, also, I think we had good expectations uh, of Salah, but then in, in the game, this game week, you know, he didn't do too much in terms of points. Um, so that doesn't give me confidence now to captain him. I think it would have been different if he scored a goal this game week or if he had a brace, but he didn't. So uh, I'll probably keep it safe, let's say, and, and go for Haaland, as, as most of us will do. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, FPL Composer, for that question. Um, and then uh, the final question, I think, it's uh, about Liverpool and the defensive options. So, you know, those are back into the picture. We've seen some big scores from Allison with 14 and 15 points in the latest two game weeks. So if you had Allison, kudos to you. You had uh, two good two good weeks. Uh, pretty amazing, actually. Uh, but now, yeah, we're also looking at Trent again, and people are worried if they don't have him, like many of us who have sold him. Um, and Joseph Crilly was asking about it. He's asking, where does Trent sit on the priority list for players to bring in? So, you know, not just looking at the defensive assets, but in general, if you're bringing in a player, uh, where is Trent sitting on that priority list? How do you look at that one, sort up? Yeah, I compared Trent, uh, compared, yeah, I compared Trent against Midfield and forward options around the same price or lower, so it is yeah. 7.2 right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the closest player to so Alexander Arnold is leading in total until the World Cup, but the closest player is Martinelli, who is around four percent uh, behind him yeah. in expected value. Uh, and then the next best option, Mitrovic, is already seventeen percent behind. So I mean. From this perspective, he's a vital pick. But so the question is here, if you don't have mm-hmm. Alexander Arnold and if you need to bring also a midfielder or considering, it is better you check this with a planner, like either use FPL Reviews Planner or uh, you can use FPL Team, uh, which uses Kiwi's data or other like major websites, because this yep. is a little bit tricky to plan around uh like there is no straight you know number answer to this question in my opinion he is a vital pick we know that but how much he is worth like at the expense of others you know not upgrading other positions that's a tough question hard to answer to okay do you have him at the moment i have i have oh okay all right i don't Uh, I'm still not too worried, to be honest. Maybe (laughs) again, uh, you know, things change every week. I might be worried next week. (laughs) Let's see. All right. I think that wraps it up again. It was a bit of a shorter episode, as also there's not so much time left for uh, the the next deadline. Was there anything you still wanted to add, Sir Top? No, I think we covered everything. Yeah, we covered a lot. Thank you. So the next deadline is coming up on Saturday. Don't forget about it. And this is especially a message for our colleague Reese, who uh, <laughs> forgot about the midweek deadline. I uh, shouldn't do that, Reese. <laughs> so.
So, all right. Thanks everyone for listening to our FPL Optimized podcast. Please subscribe to it so you will know when the next episode is out. Or you can follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. Thanks again for listening. And we wish everyone green arrows again. Talk to you next time. Bye.